0: to go now, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you worry
1: Evening everybody, welcome to the 6pm, why don't you start making your way in front of the foyer, happy Father's Day, it's Father's Day, that's pretty cool, why don't you put your hand up if you're a father in the room so far, yeah we've we've got a few hands going up, a few that I don't believe as well, oh that's awesome well we're going to bless you a little bit later but what I want you to do for now is I want you to turn your eyes to the screen and we're going to watch a quick video
2: uh, yeah day, and welcome to this instructional video on how to dress like a dad uh, proudly spon- uh, proudly sponsored by Purex laundry detergent uh, now your first look would be uh, would be you know you can try my look which would be called like the comfortable Kiwi look. That's a, a bush shirt, stubby, jandals, gumboots, or bare feet. That's completely up to you, really. Um, but if you're not into my look, you know, then you could try the stereotypical dad from all the movies. Stereotypical. The joke t shirt dad. You get it? High five. The tourist dad. Got it. The Sneens, Dad.
3: The combination of bad-fitting blue jeans and running sneakers.
2: Yeah, it's probably best to try and not be this dad. So, Sneens. The Biker Dad. Yeah, I got this jacket back when I was about 18. Uh, No, I've never ridden a motorbike, but who could tell? That active wear, Dad. Now be careful with this one because it does attract a bit of unwanted attention, ladies. The business dad. Oh no! Um, always buy your shirts in bulk because you know. Well, kids, or you could just buy a couple shirts and puree. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. See? Can you wink? With a wink. Wink. The construction dad. The Hawaiian shirt dad. Right, you ready? And, the wants to be cool dad. Hey cool cats, you ready to go? Do you like my new, the cool skinny jeans? Yeah. Yeah? All right, let's go. And um, that was how to dress like a dad. And uh, don't listen to the haters, AKA, you know, just your embarrassed kids. Uh, you do you, dads. Oh, and um, cheers to Purex for letting this dad play dress ups on the internet. More loads per bottle. Oh, and um, yeah, one dad got stuck in a pair of skinny jeans in the making of this video. How do people do this? Like, I'm, I'm scared to fart.
4: Hey guys, if you'd like to stand and join us, I want to start by reading a passage because um, I had an incredible revelation about joy this week, and it seemed super straightforward. But um, had a rough week, and it got to Thursday, and I was like, I was not feeling it. We had rehearsal, and um, I was listening to the song we're about to sing, and in the chorus, it says, "Nothing's gonna steal my joy because my joy is in you," and. I was like, whoa, actually, joy is not dictated by my circumstances, the people around me, the situations I'm in. It is in God, who is unchanging. He is the same. He is faithful. And today's Bible verse of the day was, uh, cracked me out because God is, He's incredible. You know, He He knows. He knew we were doing this song tonight. Um, And so it's, found in Psalm 100 and I'm reading from the I'm ringing. I'm reading from the New King James Version and it says make a joyful shout to the Lord all you lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know that the Lord he is God it is he who has made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. And so, as we sing tonight, let's step into that. Our joy is found in God. He is faithful, He is good, He is the ultimate Father, right? He is the King of kings. So, I think we should lift up a shout of praise tonight, guys. What do you think? Yeah. I've got a reason. I've got a
0: reason to see it's you in every season the good It's true. I won't let my feelings to take my praise Whatever happens, you taught my heart to say. Stop the praise my heart wants to give you Nothing's gonna steal my joy My joy is you My praise I give to you I see the trials ahead I know you're with me. I know you're with me. And my heart will always sing. Nothing's gonna steal my joy. My joy is in you. Nothing's gonna stop the pain. My heart wants to give you. Nothing's gonna steal my joy.
1: to move God I pray that we haven't just come to sing some songs and hear a message but we've come to meet with you God God awake my soul awake our souls tonight God we thank you that you're wanting to move powerfully in this place and we invite you to do that tonight do what you want to do Jesus we pray Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Why don't we give Jesus a shout of praise? We worship you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Come on. Awesome. Hey, why don't you grab a seat and say hi to a few people around you. Introduce yourself to someone new. don't know who i am my name is jay and i'm a part of the team here at activate happy father's day again it's, it's good to see everybody out on father's day night we've eaten a lot of food already today not sure about other people hey if this is your first or second time Here at Activate, then we want to extend a very warm welcome to you. It is amazing to have you with us tonight. And we want to give you a gift. So if you didn't grab one of the newcomers packs on your way in, make sure you grab that on your way out. And also head to our website and hit the next steps button. And we'd love for you to fill your details in, and we'd love to get in touch with you and journey with you, which would be cool. Who's expecting for God to move tonight? That was, that was pathetic. There was like literally the front row that was excited about God. All right, let's try this again. Who is expecting for God to move tonight? There we go. We got some people who are excited. I just I just want to help rise your expectation because Father's Day is a very special day for me, man. It's a very special day for me. In fact, four years ago on this day, I met a girl. That girl is now my wife. So, nearly two years too. It's pretty cool. Come on, if you're not expecting tonight, you never know what God can do for you. You can meet your spouse. Prophesied in Jesus. No, 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 no. No, nah, but in all seriousness, come on. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is in this place tonight and he wants to meet with us. So I pray that you are expecting for God to move, which is awesome. Hey, we're gonna celebrate some birthdays and wedding anniversaries. If you've celebrated a birthday or you've had a wedding anniversary in the last week, why don't you raise your hand? We wanna give you chocolate. We got one in the middle there. I can't quite see who it is because of the lights, but happy birthday. Is it Madison? Happy birthday. Is there anybody else? Keep your hand up high. We want to give you chocolate. While well, we declare blessing over medicine, in Jesus' name. We pray that this next year is the best yet in Jesus' name. Come on. Why don't we give it one more hand? Happy birthday. Awesome. Hey, well, I've got some news for us today. Uh, everybody say prayer gathering. Come on, we've got prayer gathering this Tuesday night, which is very cool. It's going to be in this room at 7.30pm. We would love to see you there. Why don't you come out? Come on, come out Tuesday night, 7.30pm, and come and join us in prayer. It's going to be a great time. So what's this? Prayer night at what time? 730 We'd love to see you there. Hey, we also have immense breakfast coming up. Which is pretty cool. So that's coming up on Saturday the 17th of September. And that's going to be at North Campus. And we have Nam who's going to be there from Reconciled World. So we would love for you to come along to that. That will be awesome, all the men in the house. And that is $12 per person. So it'll be cool to see the men there. And also, I don't know if you saw, but on the way in, in the little foyer space, there is a photo booth for Father's Day, so make sure you grab a photo. We have an amazing photographer, Kayla Duckett, in the house, and she really wants to take your photo. So I encourage you, at the end of the gathering, if you haven't already, go out to the foyer and grab a photo. Hey, if you're a dad, why don't you raise your hand again? Any dads in the place? we got quite a few. And why don't you stand to your feet? All the dads... Come on, why don't we give them a hand? All the dads, what legends. Come on. Absolute legends. Come on, why don't you guys help me pray for these guys? We're going to pray for them, which is awesome. Stay standing, dad. Stay standing. We're going to bless you guys tonight. Come on, let's help me, guys. God, we pray for the dads. God, we thank you for the dads. We are so grateful. And God, we pray for your blessing. God, we pray for your favour poured out on all the dads here in Jesus' name. We are so grateful for them, God. We pray that you encounter them tonight. God, that this next year of being a dad is going to be the best of their life. God that you have so much in store for them, for their kids, and for their families. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. Bless them tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we give them one more hand? We honor the dads. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna ask everybody to jump to your feet now. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a gym session going on here. Why don't you just start to become a little bit expectant? Why don't you position yourself to receive from God? We're going to get into a time of worship. And, and I, I believe that God is wanting to do something really awesome tonight. In every life. I, I, we had a great time at Youth on a Friday night and we were talking about reading the Bible and prayer. And God was just giving me revelation once again of how amazing God is. Because the God of God's, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings wants to meet with us. The God who created all the universe, who died on a cross for you and for me. The God who made the stars that we see every night. That God is in this room wanting to meet with us closer than the air that we breathe. And how amazing is that, that we get to meet with Him. So come on, why don't you raise your hands right now? Come ex- become expectant for God to meet with you. God, I thank you that you're here right now. God, I thank you that you want to meet with each one of us. God, I pray that tonight is going to be a night where we meet with you. God, I pray if there's people in the air who have never met with you, they're going to have an encounter with your presence tonight. God, we pray for the people who have been on a journey with you for the last 60 years. God, we pray that there's something new for them tonight. God, for every person in this place, do what you want to do in our lives tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, cheers him. Worthy of
0: every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you Jesus Jesus the name above every other name Jesus the only could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever.
4: I'm telling you right now, put yourself on the firm foundation that He, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, overall, He reigns, He rules, He has authority. Come and surrender. Come and let go. Let God. Trust in Him. Because He will not change. He remains the same. His love, it remains the same. are unchanging. Thank you that we can come before you exactly as we are. And I just pray that we would realign, that we'd step into that truth, that you are our firm foundation. I pray that we'd be able to come and surrender our weeks to you, Father, the things that we're praying for, miracles, healing, restoration, salvation. I pray that we'd come before you and we'd surrender and that we'd have full trust and full faith in you God that you are the God of miracles, you're the God of love you are our champion
3: that's still to come you've already conquered it Lord that's too big for my brain to understand but Lord that you go before us you're with us and you come after us as well Lord that you are the Alpha and you're the Omega Lord that you're the beginning and that you're the end Lord and you have conquered it all and Lord we can sing a song or we can praise your name We can be in the same room as you or you can impact every part of our life, Lord. And today, we say that you are the victor. Lord, that you have already won. Lord, we praise your name today. And Lord, we give you glory and we give you credit. And Lord, we declare your greatness and your bigness, Lord. We declare it in Jesus' mighty name. You are my Can I have a, just a little bit of my monitor? I just can't hear me. And these guys sound great. If that's all right. Hey, we're going to sing about that giants are about to come down. And I don't know about you, but I don't physically see too many giants outside of Jay in my life. Like you know, like like actual giants. I don't I don't see that many of them. But in our gathering at North this morning. There is a lady that's just found out that she's got cancer. And to our generation, that's, that, that is a giant. I heard of someone the other day, a friend of mine in Hamilton, in the last four weeks, he's helped two people stop committing suicide. Got one guy out of a tree and stopped another guy jump, jumping off a building. Didn't know any of them. That's a giant. There is giants in our lives that we don't tell anyone about. Sometimes, even those who are closest to us, we, 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 we freak out when they're around, but we pretend to be around anyone else. We're singing a song about how God is going to, to, to have a victory over giants. And you can sing it and you can do the harmony. I'm sure some of you are way better than me. Or you can actually make it a declaration that giants in your family, in your workplace, and our world, and whatever's going on, we, we can do better than that. Come on, why don't you give God a great big We're going to sing this again and I want you to declare it. I want you to call it out. I want you to believe there's something starting to break, that a giant starting to stumble and we're going to believe for big miracles tonight. Come on. Fantastic. Why don't you grab a seat? Thank you, team. Amazing. Always do so great. I- I'm going to be really honest now. That clap at the end was just average. Like, no, no, no I'm just serious. I'm serious. If if I-, I-, I read sometimes the Bible and I just think how I would have responded. Like, when the Red Sea started to to, to part, oh man, I would have just been like, I would have been like yeah cool like so I mean like what are you thinking like I mean when the giant like I, I, this is how scared the church was David and Goliath this is how scared the church was is that they would get up every morning and they would sing a few praise songs and then the enemy would get up on the other hill and start saying hey you want to fight me come on I'll take you on and then they would run and hide like, let's not be a church who sing the songs, but when the enemy comes out, we run and hide. I mean, that's actually, you read it. And then David comes along and he's like, what the heck is going on here? Let me at the dude. <laughs> you know, my God, he, when I was in trouble and a giant came of a lion to attack a sheep, like, like I killed it. On his behalf right like i 'm just down here. Could, could you imagine that i mean i don 't know about you, but i 've never killed a lion and uh, but, but I like fishing and the the, the, the the moment of of catching something, the adrenaline rush at you like you just pumped, day eh? and you 're like sometimes if I catch a big fish and I'm, I like fishing on the rocks uh, uh, and so I go to these remote spots by myself, and my wife 's always like do you have you got your life jacket on and i 'm like and um and um and so I'm like I'm there and, 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 and I'm and I'm fishing and I catch like a big like a big uh, kingy off the rocks or a nice snapper off the rocks and I am I Whoo! And there's like no one around like I can't see anyone and that happened with the lion and that happened with the bear and this Philistine he will be just like them and he goes out and they've been for days and days and days and weeks and, and for so long Singing songs about how God's our champion, and then when a giant comes, they run away. You know our world doesn't need a church like that. And just let's be clear: the church is people, and it's us. And when David slew Goliath, slew great word. How do you ever use that in real? Kiwi days How often do you get to a point where, you, where, 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 where a boy goes out and does a man's job? Because he was a king, and that was his job. And he did the king's job, and the giant fell, and then it says all of a sudden all of this, his brothers came up from behind rocks and about behind trees and popped out of these holes in the ground, and they start running, and now they're ready <laughs> And then we sing a song like that, and we get to the end. And I, I went over to Liam, and I'm like, "Let's do a big finish." And you know what? What a what a what a great response would be like then is like after about five minutes, and your hands are like now red, and we're still cheering. I'm like, "Hey guys, we've got to get on with the message." That's praise. This has got nothing to do with the message. Well, it does have to do with the message, but, but there's something amazing about this God that we serve. I think when we get to heaven, uh, we were talking about it at North this morning. I think you know when you get to go to heaven, there's a whole lot of things I'm going to ask God about this. I'm going to ask God about that. You know how people say that all the time. I reckon when you just get to heaven, you're just going to go wow. It's not not the guy of Lego. Uh, it's not that one. But yeah, it's the Bible says that the the, the angels just say holy, holy, holy. I think it, our translation, our slang for that is wow. Wow. Say it backwards. Wow. Man, got a smart group here tonight. There's, there's, there, there, we're going to get there and God's going to be so amazing and he's going to be so powerful and he's going to be, it's just going to be so great. All we're going to be able to go is just go, wow. And we sing a song like that about he's our champion and that, that, that giants cannot, cannot stand when he stands. And then we give them a golf clap. Oh, nice. Don't go too far out of the way. The message that I have for you tonight is called Unreasonable Faith. We're in a faith series, and I want to talk about unreasonable faith because I think, uh, for me, uh, I've been a Christian for a while now, started this journey as a Christian with black hair. <laughs> Thanks for being kind. and uh, and and um, And... And, 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 I, and all of my journey, I've learned about faith. All of my journey, I've heard about this faith that the church is meant to have. That as a Christian, we're meant to have faith. We're meant to have faith as small as a mustard seed. And sometimes it feels like a mustard. Man, to have, I just want to have enough faith to be able to say to a mountain, move, and it would move. And then, and then I think, faith's the smallest seed of all. Like, surely, comp- like if we joined all of our faith together, surely we got that much. And the Bible says if we have that much that we can say to that, it can move and it can move. Like, are you with me? Like and and what I realize is I don't know what this word faith really means. We talk about it all of the time. We sing songs that have faith about them all of the time. We but but really do we really know what faith is? There's this faith and we're gonna be spending a bunch of time over this series. We've moved if you've been on the journey with us and you us not you first week here, we, we were over the road and, and then we've moved over here as we start to build and we're getting ready and we've got a whole lot of bunch of things happening. We need faith in this season. If you don't have faith in this season, you're going to get lost. And we need faith and so we're going to be talking about faith uh, and we're going to be believing about it and I want to just take a moment to talk about unreasonable faith. Because there's acceptable faith and there's unreasonable faith. When you're talking with your brother-in-law that's not a Christian, there's acceptable faith, and then there's unreasonable faith. And acceptable faith is something that makes him feel comfortable around you. Oh, this is maybe just my story. But, but, but it makes him feel, me feel comfortable about him, but it doesn't inspire him at all. It makes him feel comfortable around me, but it doesn't inspire him to have an unreasonable faith. And, I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. I don't know about you, but when kids are little, uh, they, they have unreasonable expectations and unreasonable vision, and they have all of these unreasonable things. Have you ever sat down with a little kid and started to do Lego, and they build this really random thing that's it's not even symmetrical? It really, a fight, OCD kicks in, and, and then they, then you go, what's that, champ? And they're like, oh, this is a... And I'm like, it won't work, you know, like... But but what they, even though their skill is low, their faith is high. It's unreasonable compared to their, like what they can do. But what they're believing for, it it just doesn't match up, and that's unreasonable. Yeah. When they draw a picture, and then they come and show you the picture, you know, Uh, if you if you if you're planning on being a parent in the next little bit, just just don't go don't don't commit to what you think it is straight out there. You know, learn the hard way. Mate, what an amazing cow. Dad, that's you. (laughs) It's unreasonable. (laughs) But what do we do? We don't turn around and go, oh, look, this is terrible. You're never going to be an engineer in your life because you know what? Maybe that dream could lead to something amazing. You're never going to say, you're never going to be a great artist. You're never going to be able to, ju- you're never going to, be able to do No, what do we do as parents? We go, that's amazing, mate. Yeah. Like I didn't see it. with, the f- And then you lie <laughs> and tell him how great the picture is, right? Yeah? Like, oh, sorry. Don't judge me. You, you, you encourage and you encourage and you encourage and you encourage. Kids have unreasonable faith. What about when you go to the, uh, maybe this is a little bit of an old story now, but when you go to the uh, petrol station and when my kids were just little, uh, I'd go to the petrol station and, and, and I'd put the petrol in and, and, you know, you're just standing there waiting and, and then you finally do the, and you used, you used to always have to go into the shop to pay. You, didn't, you couldn't just do it there. And so just as I was getting, doing that, I'd look at in the window of the car and they're, they're at the window of the car going, ice block ice cream you know like they're just like mouthing it and they've got those those like cartoon eyes you know those oh those real cute ones like oh and you're like oh and you know like today like you have to take out a mortgage to fill up your car <laughs> right <laughs> I mean it's just not that easy anymore to, to fill your car up and but they're going ice block ice cream now they don't realize that you've just spent money doing that they just think that there's more right It's unreasonable that they think that you did all of the work, you got out of the car, you did the job so that you could put the petrol in, and it's ice cream. (laughs) And then you go in, and like a big sucker, and you buy them an ice cream. And it talks, but there's something about this unreasonable faith. They they don't know how much money you got, they just know you got enough for what they need. In fact, the Bible says it like this Jesus says in Matthew 18, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Because God has always got more than enough, and we've actually got to learn that actually it's got nothing to do with how talented we are. We can actually make something like no talent with Lego and believe it's something, and God can get involved, and when he stands, giants fall. The thing about kids is if you read culturally in the time when Jesus would have said this, they had no position. They had no place of power. They were dependent on others. And Jesus says, You've got to be more like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In a generation that that idolizes independence, the Bible says we've got to rely more on the Father. And so where's your faith? Is it acceptable, faith? Yeah, I'm a Christian. I've got faith. I I live a a life of faith. I I, I do these things, and I do, I mean, is it acceptable? It's not rubbing people up too far up the wrong way. It's not stepping out and doing something too crazy, but it's acceptable, or is it unreasonable? Where's your faith at? Do you have an unreasonable faith? I need you to help me out, because we'll get there way faster if you can help me out today, but... When I say, I'm going to say uh, that, later on I'm going to say that's, and you're going to say unreasonable faith, okay? Brilliant. Person in the second to back row, you think that, it, that we can't hear you? I want to hear you, right? So it's not just about these guys up here that are going to be amazing. It's not just about, about these guys over at the back here are just going to be, Look, like it's about everybody, right? So on the count of three, we're going to do a little bit of practice because I, I, don't, want to, I don't want you to feel embarrassed and you're like, hey! and you yelled out the wrong time. I'm not going for that. Okay, so on the count, not yet, on the count of three, I'm going to get you to go unreasonable faith. Okay, we'll do it together. So, so I mean, if we, can't, if we can't say it in here, we're not going to have it out there, right? Yeah? Okay, so on the count of three, one, two, three. Unreasonable faith. Oh, I really like that. was great down there. I mean, you could be in the worship team with that voice. That was amazing. You didn't even know Mike. mic. I like that. I reckon that was like about 60, 70%. Because unreasonable faith is not, is not reasonable, right? We need a little bit more of that in, in the room. We need a little bit more like, I don't know why he's asking us to say it, but I'm going to be excited about it, right? Okay, three, two, one. Oh, wow. That was so much better than north this morning. I just got to tell you, that was so much better. They made it hard this morning. They made it hard this morning. But Bruce was great. I got to tell you, he was great. He's got this amazing manly voice. It's like boom. Oh man, I'm so jealous of that voice, man. I wish I, I'm half the man that you are. I know that. I know. See, we've got to have what would be unreasonable faith in our world and our natural, because the problem is we live in a place where we try and make things logical all of the time. We're always trying to go, we're trying to put logic in now. Now, I've got to tell you as a Christian, yes, you should have logic in your life. I'm not saying to get rid of logic. I'm just saying when you have logic and then you decide that I'm also going to be dependent on what God can provide in my situation, the problem with being logical is you go two plus two equals. Who was that? Was that you, Enzo? Enzo. I'm so pleased that you're good looking, you can play guitar, bass, you're great at soccer, but man, your math is in trouble. It's unreasonable math. <laughs> oh, he knows he's a favorite. I need, I need to keep on track. I want you to understand is that, is that, that what we do is we, go, we, we get too caught up as Christians in logic. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be strategic. I, I be, I've got a strategic gift. I don't, I don't believe that you shouldn't, you shouldn't learn and you shouldn't, uh, I, I don't believe that all of the, uh, you've got to do all of those things and at the end of the day, will you trust God anyway? Be smart. People need to be led well by people who are diligent in what they do and then be like a kid who says, God, I know that you've paid out for everything else. Ice cream. I believe you've got more. I believe that, not, that heaven is not running out. Heaven's not on a budget, people. Yeah? Heaven is not on a budget. There was always more. And that we'd come to him with all of our logic and lay it down and say, God, look, here's my project. Here's my Lego. Here's my, my cow picture. Can you take that thing and actually make it look like it's meant to look? Because there's giants that need to fall. There's giants in my workplace. There's giants in my family. There's giants in my generation. There is giants all over the place. And, and look, I'm not that good at these things, but if I bring it to you and I put it in front of you and an offering and say, God, can you do the rest? That's unreasonable faith. And that's the people that we need to be. See, when, so when, when, it, when, when, when I've, uh, someone's got cancer and I'm praying, I pray unreasonable prayers. I'm not just praying that it would just not hurt. I'm not just praying like, just give us another few months. I'm praying that it'd be healed. And to world's logic, that's unreasonable. But I've got to pray like that when, someone, when someone's uh, in a place of insecurity and depression. And I'm not just going, God, God, like, just, just let them be able to sleep a little bit longer during the day or we'll be able to. No, 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 I'm praying for a miracle. I'm praying for unreasonable. Hey, come on. When it comes to someone who's shy, I'm praying that they're going to be bold. I'm believing that so, there's that someone that's got who feels they have no future that they will that they will come from just a whisper from God. Something's going to change, and their future is going to be in Him in an amazing way. That we are going to be a people of unreasonable right. faith. Jesus, you read the Bible for a moment. He has unreasonable faith. Yeah. Again and again, He does these amazing things. Jesus is in a storm and He's sleeping. I got to tell you this morning, I get seasick. That's why I fish off the rocks, one of the reasons. And also, my wife owns an island, so I'm kind of like, I can, you know, like, and so, but I got to tell you, the pulpit this morning, I felt like I was seasick. It was like, whoa, all over the. I Jesus is asleep in the boat. And they're going, Jesus, do you not care? We've got a, we've got a storm going on. And Jesus gets up and goes, stop it. When someone starts talking to the sea like that, you've got to be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but when the waves stop and the, sea die, and, the, and the wind dies down, unreasonable. When Jesus uh, gets off the boat and he comes onto the land and a naked, possessed man runs towards him. I gotta tell you if there's any if there's any time I would have said to Jesus, you could you could just you could just carry on. Like hey, like when a naked man's running towards you, bodyguards, like just get us out of here. You know, like just and then he's possessed as well, like demons upon demons upon demons upon demons upon you know, like this this guy. <laughs> and it says at the end of that story that the man was was clothed in in, in his right mind that's unreasonable. When Jesus gave his life, died on the cross for the sins i would not even committed yet. Jesus paid the price, went through all of that pain so that I could take my broken life, my messed up one, the one that I keep trying to take back all of the time. I know I've got this now. You know, I just—I get this picture of myself sometimes, and I understand maybe if you're not a dad, but trying to teach your kids how to ride a bike without trainer wheels. Like you're riding, you know, you're like you're running along behind it, and you're holding on to the carrier, and then, then you let it go for a bit, and then they start to wobble, and you grab it again. I, I kind of feel like God does that with me still. No, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. When I know what's going to happen. He's just running along, helping me out, helping me out, helping me out, helping me out again and again. And he gave his life for somebody who was that silly. That's unreasonable. The Gospels are unreasonable. They are so unreasonable. The Gospels are never about just having enough, just having what is acceptable. The Gospels again and again are always about God having this unreasonable outpouring, this outreasonable faith, this outreasonable ability to pour out upon us even more. The Gospel isn't trying to do the least possible. It never has. The gospel has never been like, hey, look, you're blind. Well, what it will do is, it can't fix it, but but it will make you not be in pain anymore. Show me that in the Bible. In fact, the Bible says, I'm going to take away your blindness, and you can see. And also, you're going to be saved. You just got upgraded. (laughs) The Bible is not like about, it doesn't doesn't go, okay, uh, yes, you can be saved. You can be saved. You can be saved. You like you know, it definitely it doesn't say it definitely doesn't say uh, you know it's a three for one deal. No, there's there's more than enough room in heaven. Again and again, you're an amazing man. (laughs) I want you to understand: is that the the the, the, the gospels? Like, okay, when you pray this prayer, God, don't worry about me, but just bless my son. God, like, don't worry about me, but my, but, but my brother needs a miracle, my, my boss needs a miracle. What gospel are you reading? Where he can't fix you and fix you and fix you and fix you and heal you and save you and move on. bless you? Wait, he does it again and again, but we start to live like, in this, this weird kind of place where we're going, Hey, hey, look, if we just do that, then I would be a martyr somehow. And think that that's gospel. It's not. The gospel always goes far over and above again and again and again. The gospel is heaven brought to earth. The whole thing, the whole of heaven outpoured for us to earth. It is not just acceptable. It is not just reasonable. It is always unreasonable. In Exodus it says this, 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Okay. Quick background: The, the Israelites have, been, have, have escaped Egypt, got out of being slaves, and now, they, been, but now all of a sudden, uh, the enemies decided to chase them, and now they've got cornered. They've got in such a bad spot right now. Even though they've been, uh, they, God's given them uh, a cloud of fire to, to help to direct them and keep them safe, they've got to a place where they've come to like a peninsula, and there, on this side is water, and on this side is water, and on this side is the enemy, and on. This Side is the enemy, there's nowhere for them to go, right? And so they get to the place and they go, Oh, just go on and just help us now. And we just wish we should never left, we should just go back, you know. Yeah. Was that a little bit too expressive? <laughs> you, uh, uh, was that all right? Okay, yeah, what's two What's two plus two? What's two plus two? Thank you, <laughs> and you're no help at all. And, and then, and then God, and then God says, Raise your star, uh, sorry, and then God says. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Perfect. God just says, get over it. Why do you want to go back when the promises are in front of us? I'm going to do something unreasonable, and I'm going to ask you to do something unreasonable. Raise your staff and stretch your hand out over the sea to divide the water so that the, that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Grant, I just got to tell you something for a moment. If that was me and I was Moses and I was in that position, I would have been praying for boats. <laughs> right? Because how are we going to get out of this without boats? Give me some barges, you know, give me some fishing I like this, whatever. There's four million of us, but just give us lots and lots and lots and lots of boats. But God says that I'm going to part the Red Sea. Aren't you pleased that Moses didn't use logic? Because he still would have been, oh, I see that pathway, but where's the boats? Yeah? You're you laugh and you've done the same thing. So he says, raise out your hand over this and stretch your hand out over the sea and divide. The water, so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they'll go in after you, and that so that God can grant gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his army, through the chariots and the horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, and I will grant, gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and horsemen. And then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of them, uh, of uh, in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud also moved from. From in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of the Egyptians and Israel. So throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness on one side and light on the other, so that neither could go next, near each other all the night. He protected them through the night. And then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all night the Lord drove back the sea. Uh, the sea back with the strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground and the walls, walls of water on the right and on the left. Come on, just for a moment. Let's give them a clap. I mean, I mean if you were there. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Okay, you can stop. Great, great work, great, by the way, great work. You don't need to stop, but oh, I just got to get this message out. But are you with me? I mean, it's like amazing. Like this amazing, amazing miracle happens. Moses had to help, but they're praying for, a, they're praying for an unreasonable miracle and then God asked Moses to do something unreasonable. How do I know it's unreasonable? Because he says, I want you to hold out your staff all night over the sea. I've watched some of you in the worship time. Tyro, right? Some people can't even keep their hand up for the chorus. Enzo, are you with me? No, you're not. Well, you're, you're praising the Lord, I know, but so don't judge me. But sometimes I look. I just open an eye. Sometimes my arm gets a bit heavy. Just. I like, it's good when Jay's in front of you because you just lean your, you know, your hand and it just holds it up there. He, he carries it for you. Like seriously, can you, can you hold, your, hold your hand up all night? I mean, even when I'm trying to get good cell um, reception on the island, I mean, there's only so long you can hold your hand up waiting for it, right? Are you with me? Yeah. Like, like there's only so, and he was asked to do something unre- unreasonable to get something unreasonable. Can I be real clear? Is God moves often through asking us to do something unreasonable so that he can do something unreasonable. He wants to pour out in an amazing way and he's asking us if we will be prepared to do something unreasonable. But the problem is that we start being a sook. We say, my arm is so She asked me to lift my hand at the beginning and I'm just getting to the good part and it's all sore now. You asked me to do this for my family, for my workplace, for my friends, but nobody's listening, and I'm still, I'm still trying to stand, and it's just getting hard, and it's just getting awkward, and it's just getting tough. And God said, hey, if you wanted an unreasonable miracle, would you do something unreasonable? Now, I believe, just like all of you, that God could do anything. He can just say a word, and it can happen 100%. As a church, we believe that, but at the same time, we also believe that God's asked people to be unreasonable. When, when, when God, uh, when Jesus came to this earth, Je- like you just think, Jesus is on this planet. Like he's right, he's here. And he asks his cousin to introduce him, John. Like surely he didn't need an introduction. He's Jesus. And he still asks somebody to be his introduction. In this case, he asks Moses whether he would hand, hold out his hand or not. And you know what, that's unreasonable. But if you want an unreasonable miracle, Would you have unreasonable faith? Would you be able to do that so that many can come through Then millions can come through because of your unreasonable faith. They went from being cornered to being free because someone was unreasonable. They went from under attack on all sides to a place of new hope and new horizon. That's unreasonable. They went from slaves of the enemy to sons and daughters of God. That's unreasonable. An unreasonable place, always a faith leads to an unreasonable outcome. What about David? We were talking about him before. He stood and fought for his nation. When the, the rest of Israel wanted to hide, wanted to run, a boy was sent to fight a giant, that's unreasonable. A shepherd against the enemy soldiers, that's unreasonable. A revelation of God in a small child with a, against a mammoth sword and shield, that's unreasonable. A worshiper a gay, a, against a born warrior, that's unreasonable. And he was unreasonable and he had unreasonable faith and it unlocked the church. Yeah. Amen. Those songs we sing, we sing because of pictures like that. Yeah. And we need to be those people again. What about Abraham? Oh, I love Abraham. Like, they call him the father of faith and this is why. Because God came to him and says, I want you to move. I need you to step into something fresh. What I, I want to bless you so much. If you stay where you are, I can't bless you because it's going gonna, it's gonna to sink you. Do, you. do you know how much blessing that is? God wants to do such a blessing that he needs to take you from one position and put you in another position because he's going to pour out so much. It would actually bring danger to where you are. There's people here, and I, I feel like God's speaking right now, God's going to make a change in your life. And if you stay where you are, he cannot bless you the amount that he wants to bless you. So he's got to put you into another place. For some of you, it might look like you, you, you need to get a bit around a different bunch of people. For some of you, it mean, means you might say, hey, you know what? I actually need to step into what God's been calling me for a long, long time. Right, for some people, uh, like that, 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 that resonates with That's God speaking to you. For others, it's kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't want to just come to church anymore. I want to be part of growing, doing what God, I want to I wanna do something unreasonable so others, millions of others can come through. And he wants to bless you. So he goes to God and he and God says, I want you to move. Right? Imagine doing this. Imagine doing this, Josh. God comes to you and says, I want you to move. And I want you to, I want you to I want you to go. And you go, Cool, where are we going? And he goes, I'll let you know when you get there. Okay. First point, I mean, that's that's unreasonable, right? <laughs> but then Josh has to go home and tell Kayla. And he goes, hey, I was talking with God and he was going, we got need to move. And she goes, Yeah, hey, cool. What, what, does, what does God want? Uh, yeah. well, he wants us to move. Awesome. We we too. take a seat. <laughs> Do you want a coffee? I can give you a coffee. Oh, when we get there, when, when we get there, he'll let us know. <laughs> it's unreasonable, right? It's unreasonable. But he's a father of faith because he trusted God. He took his only seed, his only son, and he gave him back to God. Like he, he could not get the miracle of having the, the nations as far as, as many as the stars are in the sky and the sand on the. That's how God wanted to bless him, and he asked him for the very blessing that he'd given him. And so many people struggle to be able to give back the blessing that God's given to them. They should give it back to God. And he had to do that. that, that that's unreasonable going, just keeping going until God shows you that you got it right, that's unreasonable. Giving back, giving back your only, the thing that is the, the, the pride of your life, the, the, the seed for what God could do for the next thing and he's saying, would you give it back? That's unreasonable. And I'm so pleased that he had unreasonable faith. Yeah, right. Noah, Noah was asked to build something that he'd never seen before for something that had never happened before. Noah was asked to build a boat. God said, hey, I need you to build a boat. Absolutely, God, what's a boat? (laughs) You know, like, can you imagine that moment? Yeah, 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 absolutely. 100%. Uh, Small, uh, just 74 questions, you know, like, okay, a a boat. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, What do we need a boat for? Oh, because it's going to rain. God, just another 74 questions. What's a rain? It never rained before. And then he goes on to tell him that there's gonna be a flood. Now I think that there were some logical questions that Noah asked. So you know, so the wood goes like you know like and I don't want to make this Lego thing, you know, like, you know, I want to make like a actual thing that's going to actually float. And so you've got to give me some detail there. And t- tell me a little bit about more about this rain, because when I go and tell my wife that we're building a boat, she's going to say, what's a boat? And then I'm going to go, oh, haha. well, I've got news for you. A boat is this, because <laughs> I just found out. And, and she's going to then say, oh, what do you need the boat? And he's going to say, because we need a rain, because uh, the rain's coming. And she's going to go, what's a rain? And he's going to have to explain that as well. And he had had unreasonable faith. And through him, our line was saved. And through him, a generation was saved. And I read that verse and I go, that's amazing. And then I think maybe God might need someone to do something that they've never seen before. To build a vehicle that no one's ever experienced before carry a generation through something that no one's ever been through before i feel like we might be the generation that we're saying man our generation's never had to do this before and generations never been asking these questions before and we might just be this generation that someone needs to build something for something that no one's ever seen before so that we can see a nation and the nations of the world saved and it's unreasonable. And God's asking us to be unreasonable. Being a Christian is not reasonable. Being a Christian is, is a moment where, you, where you, you have to kind of ask God a bunch of questions and then say, okay. Even if he doesn't give you the answer, you've got to move from there to there. And when you get there, I'll let you know. Call that doesn't really answer all my questions. But God, if you're asking me to go, I'm gonna have unreasonable faith. I love the story about the lady in the Bible that pours a perfume over Jesus' feet and then she wipes the, the perfume with her hair. Like everything she does is wrong in the culture. A man invites her, a well-to-do Christian man invites Jesus to come to his house. And so Jesus comes and he comes in and they're reclining at the table, they're they're eating at the table. And then this lady comes up and she's had this moment like maybe we just had before about if God is this God that can do the unreasonable, if God is an unreasonable God who does amazing things and pours out. He's not just a God that can fill your tank, but He's also got the ice cream. If He's this God, she's had this moment that I just need to be with Him. So she breaks all of these ro- she- roles, rules. She's not really meant to be in the house. She's not meant to be near Him. She takes this perfume that is worth worth, like it's worth a lot. I mean, I don't even know how she had it with her. Like, it just it stuns me that she would have that maybe she had this revelation at home and so she, she I've got to do this and she runs down there and she breaks it and she pours it out over his feet this beautiful smell and then she takes her here I mean a, a, a single woman was, shouldn't have been around a prophet but she just takes her here and she starts wiping it and then, and then everyone else starts going ooh that's a little bit carried away like settled down what are you so excited about and Jesus turns to the to the owner of the house and he says hey look if there was two people who offered a lot of money one owed, one, one owed more and one owed a little bit less and I said to and, and the master said to both of them I forgive both of you which one would love the master more and the man says oh the one who owed the most the one that was in the bigger debt the one who had the bigger giant to face and he says hey so that's this lady and then he turns it back to the man of the house and he says when I entered this house you didn't wash my feet you didn't kiss me Trying to find the third one, and you didn't anoint me, and she did all three. You just wanted to show everybody that you had Jesus in your home, but but at the same time live acceptable in front of everybody. And here's a lady who has unreasonable faith. She's not allowed there. She shouldn't be pouring out like that. I think there's something amazing about that story. In fact, Jesus says this story will be told as long as this, the, everywhere as long as the this, this story is told. I think after Jesus has given, given his life, died for all of us on the cross, rose again so that we might have eternal life, one day, Simon, the man of the house, would have walked into that room And the perfume would have still been in there. And he might have just remembered that he was looking at her going, don't get too carried away. Oh, don't be too excited. Don't be believing for those crazy things out there. Why are you lifting your hands? Why are you inviting people to church? Why are you praying for people to, for miracles to happen? Why why are you getting all excited about that? And he might have just walked into that room and smelt that perfume of an amazing pouring out and gone, oh, Let's never be this church that just likes to think that people can say, oh, Jesus is in their house and then forgets to honor Him, forgets to be intimate with Him. They had to kiss. They had to be close and anoint Him. I like the thought that we have to, in this story, that He was meant to have His feet washed because you know what that speaks to me about? I'm not in the place of power. Remember the kids right at the beginning? They had no power. They had to trust. I love the thought that, that we could be, more, be closer with God. We could actually be close with Him. There's always more with Him. And I like the, the fact that when we have unreasonable faith, it's like that we anoint God. I'd been a Christian for quite a few years before, that, to, but before I realized that you could actually anoint God, like you could actually bless God. I thought it was a one-way street. But this lady, she anointed Jesus. And she wasn't even a Christian before that moment. And when we have unreasonable faith, it's like we pour out. We give everything... We say, God, I'm believing for an outcome that could only happen through you. Would you stand with me all over the room if the band could join? That would be awesome. You know, I get a sense in this room tonight that God's doing something way bigger than we could imagine. I feel like there's people that have just been, God's just highlighting that you're going to be one of these stories. I was at young adults camp last weekend and it was like, that's what God was doing. Just saying, hey, don't live a reasonable life because we've got work to do. Our world needs some unreasonable people. Some people will say, hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll go. I don't understand it all, but I'll trust you. I believe in you. I'll bring everything I have, but The cool thing about the lady that pours pours out the perfume, what she had was actually good. Sometimes I just have these Legos and these random pictures. Like I don't know even if it's that good, but I just offer it to him. And that can still be enough. There's people in this room and I don't want to scare you, but God's going to ask you to do something that's unreasonable. I've had conversations with God about this. At times in my life when I've stepped out in a way That I've gone so far, and I've just been like, God, I feel like no one else is doing what I'm doing, and then God says, Hey, so do you want to be like everybody else? And I'm like, Oh, all right. Like, like, do you want to be like everyone else? Well, if you do, just be acceptable. Do what's enough. But if you actually want to be someone who brings breakthrough in a whole new way to your family, your work, your friends, your, your generation, this time, then God's going to require you to do something that's unreasonable. But I've got to tell you, we'll leave a mark. Like the lady when she poured out the oil is going to leave a perfume. Maybe like for you, you've heard me talk about my brother-in-law before. He's an amazing, amazing man. But he need, leads me to live a life that would inspire him to think differently about God. Not someone who sneaks in and out of church and just does the very minimum. That Jesus is in my home, but I'm not honoring him with my life. God, we pray. We need you. Lord, we need you. Would you reveal to us, Lord, what, how we need to be unreasonable for you? Would you come and would you speak to me, Lord, I'm praying for my family. Lord, I'm praying for my workplace. I'm praying for my friends. I'm praying for my school. I'm praying for my uni. I'm praying for my boss. I'm praying for my mom. I'm praying for my dad, my kids. I'm praying for my brother and sisters. Lord, I'm praying that you would do something that is such a great miracle, that giants would fall. We're praying for miracles in our generation. We're praying for miracles in our nation and the nations of the world. And we are getting ready to be a people that have unreasonable faith. Lord, if you need us to lift our hand all night, if you need us to step out and go into battle like never before, if you need us to trust you like we've never trusted you before, Lord, we're saying we want to be a people of unreasonable faith. We want to live this life for you. Lord, there's people that are in pain. There's people that are hurting, think that that heaven is locked up, that heaven's on a budget, but we know that it's not. It wants to pour out and it wants to pour out and it wants to pour out. Lord, would you choose me? I'll trust you. Holy Spirit, we pray you'd move right now. Speak to people. Call people out. There's people in this room that you're going to travel all over the world. There's people in the room that you're going to see your family saved. There's people in this room, you're going to start to do something that you're going to surprise yourself because God is calling you into something new. It's going to be something that you've never seen before for something that's about to be poured out that you didn't even know about because God is about to do a miracle through you. Don't be someone that wants to be like everybody else because you don't want to be like everybody else. You want to be someone that can open the door so that millions and millions can come through and live in their freedom and live in their promise and live in everything that God has in store for them. Lord, we declare today, Lord, we're available and we want to be unreasonable for you, Lord, we pray. Holy Spirit, move we. We ask. Someone, you've just been reminded of something that was spoken over you when you were younger. It's time for you to go. Someone here today, that giant, that you've got news this week, it's a giant. God's going to ask you to step out and trust Him in a way that you've never trusted Him before. And He's going to do an absolutely amazing miracle. We thank you, God, that we don't do this alone. We thank you, God, that you are with us. We thank you, God, that your spirit goes before us and that you're about to pour out something that we've never seen before for a breakthrough that our nation and generation needs. And with everyone, with every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Steve, I need just Jesus. Jesus would give his life, his perfect life for my broken life. I need to get myself right with him. There's someone here today you're very new to all of this stuff and God's been speaking to you. It's time for you to say, hey, I need Jesus. I need a savior. I need to get myself right with him. There's people in this room, you've been busy. You've, you've started to become logical and you've got to get yourself right with him again and say, God, I'm ready. Would you choose me again? I need, but I need to get myself right with you first. In a moment, I'm just going to pray a short prayer Then I'm going to count from three down to one. When I get to one, if you're here today and you say, Steve, I need to get right with God, I want you just to simply lift up your hand, give me a little wave, and then you can pop it back down. I'm not asking you to lift it up and hold it up all night like Moses had to. I'm just asking you to show me that hand because I believe when God speaks to you, you want to respond. And if that's you today, I want you to lift up that hand, show me that, I just because I want to... I wanna pray with you, I wanna believe with you for a breakthrough in your life. So God, we thank you that you're here. We thank you not in a rush. And we thank you that you have more than enough. We thank you that your heart breaks for this generation and this time. But Lord, that you've called some to live in unreasonable faith. We ask today that you would come and you would get us right with you, that you would once again do that miracle of salvation. And with no one moving around, if you're here today, you say, Steve, I go get myself right with God first time. Or maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I'm just, I know that I'm not in the right place with God today and I need to get there. At North this morning, I think there was about seven or eight people. That was them saying yes. And if that's you tonight, your heart's racing. God's speaking to you. Don't put it off. I want you to respond to him tonight. Three, two, one. Amazing, 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 amazing. Others saying, that's me today. Brilliant. See your hand as well. Others, if they haven't seen it, just give me a little wave. Brilliant. So good, my friend over here. Others saying, yes, I need to get myself right with God today. He did something unreasonable for me, but I'm believing He's going to do something unreasonable in me. If you lifted your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. We're all going to pray it. But if you lifted your hand, I just want you to simply repeat it out, call it out to heaven. We're all going to say it, but I want you to call it out to heaven today. If you're a little bit shy to lift your hand, I want you to repeat it after me as well. Say, mighty God. I thank you that you see me. I need you. I need your hope. I need your love. I need your grace. I need the whole of heaven. I'm sorry for how I've sinned, but today I'm getting myself right with you. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me, rose again so that I might have eternal life. I accept that eternal life. I accept unreasonable faith. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. Awesome. Why don't you give God a great big hand?
1: Come on, why don't we show our appreciation for Pastor Steve as well. I was thinking through the message what an awesome message right so good I was thinking I think we should honor our leaders because we're in this building because of unreasonable faith uh, if, if there wasn't unreasonable faith we would still be in that big building across the road right now feeling comfortable but we're walking into a promise as a church because of our leaders stepping into unreasonable faith. So for Pastor Sheridan, Pastor Jan, Pastor Steve, Pastor Ray, our leaders, come on, why don't we give them a huge hand and honour them for saying yes. Give it up for Jesus one more time. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We love you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, God. Love you, Jesus. Yeah, come on. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming tonight, church. It's been an amazing night celebrating. And again, I want to bless all the fathers. Oh, we declare blessing over all the dads here tonight on Father's Day in Jesus' name. Hey, we declare blessing over all the tithes and giving as well in Jesus' name. And if you want prayer, make sure you come up the front after. We're going to have a team who's here and they would love to pray for you. So don't miss that opportunity. And uh, don't forget that we have prayer gathering next Tuesday. That's a bit unreasonable, right? Going out on your Tuesday night. Come on, are you going to have some unreasonable faith and come and pray? Giants falling down. <laughs> we'll see you Tuesday night. I reckon we should praise Jesus one more time. I mean, we should keep praising Jesus, but tonight <laughs> in this building. Awesome, bless you, church. See you Tuesday.
0: of my heart to say, nothing's gonna steal my joy, my joy is in you, nothing's gonna stop the pain.
4: night and we will see you in the future on tuesday there's chippies for the dads as well only the dads